gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, Electricity here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Wings Rice Stadium is second to none. And the rave breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert, Bill Molinax, My wife doesn't like hanging around losers, and Jamie Bradford. I'm telling you, you look like you've joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It is Thursday, April the 6th, and we are ready to go for Easter weekend, one of the great sports weekends of the year. The Masters is underway over in Augusta. We'll get to the leaderboard in just a moment. But of course, in our state tonight, it is number one and number six. Two first round draft picks headed your way, facing off against each other. Paul Skeens with LSU, Will Sanders back in the rotation for South Carolina. So plenty to get to on that today. I also have a little bit of an update as to what the rest of the weekend may look like. I'll pass that along in just a minute. And how do you hit a guy like Paul Skeens? I asked an expert this morning, and I'll pass along the PG version of what he told me of how to hit this, uh, this young man who's winging it. And the triple digits from the Bayou. Phil will be in in just a minute. I'm JB. Of course, that's JC. We're here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, Chris Phillips will join us in about 30 minutes or so uh, with the Spurs Up show. Of course, he's going to have some pretty good information or at least a, a good a – good, we'll have a good conversation with him uh, pertaining to tonight's series. Chris is certainly a baseball guy, and, and it does feel like Gamecock baseball is back where it belongs, which is in the spotlight this weekend. Whether or not this game is the spotlight in college baseball, Tennessee and Florida certainly a top 10 matchup as well. But we all want to see how real is Carolina, and certainly this will be LSU's most difficult test on the road. We'll also be joined at the top of the noon hour by Meredith Taylor with McKellar Enterprises. She's a former golfer at South Carolina. She'll bring us her side of Masters coverage. And Michael Manus, former golfer at South Carolina, he owns TravelingCountryClub.com, who many of you we know have signed up for, the coolest club in the Carolinas. He's caddied Augusta. Meredith wow. played it. So they they know. They know what's going on over there. And I'm um, really looking forward to, to watching everything unfold, and we'll see how it does unfold with the weather that is. There is some football stuff to squeeze in today uh, as well. But uh, – before JC and, and Phil, before um, 
before we kind of get rolling here, let me pass this along real quick. And I'm waiting on if there is an actual um, time that is, quote, highly uh, highly believed to be. But the game for tomorrow is looking to be really early, LSU and Carolina, okay, um, to try to get one there. There's a possibility of a break in the weather, and they're looking to get game two in, quote, really early tomorrow. So if you've got tickets, just understand that that right now is a strong possibility uh, between the Tigers and the Gamecocks at Founders Park. Um, so the, tonight's going to be fine. They'll, they'll be able to get it in tonight. But tomorrow, guys, looking looking like it will get done Uh early afternoon or so with that said happy game day and happy easter weekend everybody ominous it's the weather ominous the forecast i was on uh with bill king this morning in nashville um former sirius xm uh co-host of mine uh back when we used to do recruiting 24 7 sports radio rivals radio all that uh and he was getting texts about it from guys, folks in Myrtle Beach about like the Coastal Carolina spring game being called off and uh, some other stuff. So it's, uh, you know, I think if they get in two, that's that's probably a win. I, you know, if, if I'm the SEC, uh, to be honest, you know, I'm maybe coming off my rules a little bit uh, and, and maybe saying, well, we'll make an exception to play on Sunday because I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that, but. Uh, even though it is Easter, uh, but uh, hey, rules are the rules, and you know the chances of them doing anything that's out of the box is pretty slim, unless there's a pandemic, and then I think they did a pretty good job of that. But uh, I, uh, you know, if they get in two, I think that's a win uh, for yeah. baseball and and for the, the the magnitude of this series this weekend. I hate it that you know tonight may be the only time that there is an overflow crowd. Because uh, people can't get off work with that short notice and, and all that, and you know, like Stewart told us last week, the ticket office is just about out of tickets. So, um, hopefully, there's a big crowd tonight, and hopefully uh, tomorrow it's 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 not that bad that they do get it in and uh, at least get two, at least get two, and then uh, and then move on. Yeah, no question, man. Um, and I actually asked about uh, the ticket situation as well, so I'm hoping to get an update on that here soon i don't have one just yet but um all right ticketmaster i just pulled up ticketmaster.com of course i'm I'm looking for an official word from south carolina but right now as for tonight's game on ticketmaster yo you can count them with a hand two four six eight ten twelve fourteen eighteen there are 24 tickets available for sale that's it wow Uh, everything else is done uh, there is nothing available for the game tonight. It is a sellout, uh, 8,242 plus standing room. Um, and uh, the only thing that you could possibly buy, unless there's something in a ticket exchange or something somewhere, is a uh, verified resale ticket off of Ticketmaster. And uh, the cheapest price I have seen is $139. Wow. Um, for one baseball game. Wow. $129. $129. So, uh, Hats off to Gamecock Baseball. That's what it's all about. People might not like paying the ticket uh, prices. I agree. I think that 
There are people on Ticketmaster that will rip you off. There's these robots and all these other doofuses out there that try to find a way to take money out of our pockets. That's why guys like Eric Church have constantly canceled these things in years past. Um, but at the same time, the enthusiasm in the game tonight is there. And, and I, you know, I hate to say it like this. I don't want this to come off smudgy. But if you didn't buy a ticket, sorry. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, that you know, hats off to the people that buy season tickets and the folks that, uh, you know, that looked down the road and said, this might, we might have a chance to see something special here. So tonight, you do have a chance to see something special. Not only is it number one and number six, but two first-round draft picks are going to go against each other. And, and guys, you very, very well might see the first two picks in the draft, both from the LSU side, Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. Uh, so there's a lot uh, that Founders Park is – is going to carry into the game tonight. And I think, too, this is one of those things. I'm excited, you know, to be able to listen to Derek and, and Tommy and and certainly have our broadcast on on TV. I'm glad that the SEC Network Plus will have, you know, Dave and, and Kip. I'm not sure if Coach Lake's up there tonight or not. But this is also one of those weird TV things, guys, where when you have a top, basically a top five baseball matchup, adjust your programming. I mean, I know that they schedule these things ahead of time. I know there's already someone slated in the Thursday night spot this week, but don't you think, uh, you know, college baseball, you want to go to the game, you know, find a way to adjust? I mean, I'm just saying. So, uh, but hats off to Gamecock fans. They're going to be there tonight. Now, that's not going to mean anything to LSU. Let's all remember something here. When they sell out Alex Box, they, there's 5,000 more people than you're going to see tonight in the ballpark down there. So, and they'll, be, they'll be okay. You know, they'll bring a few couple hundred too. I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'll need to ask Jan, my uh, resident uh, spy, tailgating spy at baseball, uh, how many. Uh, He's got a great the, spot, by the way. Yeah, the Cajun, the Cajun crew comes in their in their RVs. Uh, Maybe they're making some average jambalaya yeah. out there. Well, tailgate, you know, you know, you know or something. I don't know. Y'all know this. I think we've talked about this before. Um, but I don't know how many people realize this or not. Every year in Omaha, LSU fans, there's come. a heavy contingent. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They at the end of every matter. Omaha. Yeah, they they book their RV spots and they go no matter what. Even if they're not there, they still go. That's 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 just you know the. Gaging country vacation, Omaha, Nebraska, when it's 100 degrees in June. And that's what's special, I think, about this series. I mean, you know, after uh, uh, Bergman, uh, Skip Bergman left, uh, LSU's had, you know, they had the one year under Maneri that they they won it all. And they've had some upsets along the way. Uh, One national championship after Skip Bergman won how many? Um, It's good to see them back kind of – number one, uh, just as a college baseball fan, just because of the tradition that they have and uh, the way their fans support the sport and all that. Uh, and it's good to see South Carolina back because South Carolina and LSU are the, you know, for the last, since, since 2000, they're the best two programs in the SEC, regardless of the down years both have had. I mean, you know, so I think um, I think this is uh, – it's special that these two programs – right now uh, are playing the biggest series in the sport this weekend right there at Founders Park. So I, I think that's that's amazing and also all awesome. And, you know, anybody that loves college baseball has to appreciate that. Uh, you know, this is one of the this is one of the things here for people that are fringe college baseball fans or say I only watch when they're winning and things like that. 
in my mind, just the way that I'm built, that is the biggest pile of dog crap that there is in the world. I mean, this is one of the coolest sports out there. It is emotional. It's fun. This level of baseball is perfect because it's not necessarily the big leagues, but it's not high school baseball. You've got the best players in the country in this league. Um, obviously, I played baseball, but but uh, th- this is why you fall in love with college baseball. If you've never given yourselves an opportunity to do so, give yourselves an opportunity, win or lose, uh, to do so this weekend because this really is what it's all about. Uh, it's one of the coolest things out there. We are live in the Signorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. If you make it to the park tonight against or between LSU and South Carolina founders, you'll see their work everywhere. Most notably, when you walk in uh, the center field gates, you know those banners that say national champions on them? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Signorama for you in Columbia. And we appreciate Matt Vaughn and his team for their commitment to our program. But most importantly, for their commitment to community, state, and the University of South Carolina because their work is absolutely exceptional. That's why we partnered with them. They make us better. Signorama. Super. Signorama.com. I think, if I'm correct, eight combined national championships in the ballpark tonight between uh, LSU and South Carolina. 6.45 airtime for Derek and Tommy. And, of course, TV will be on uh, at 7 o'clock. I I mentioned earlier that I did talk to somebody this morning. I I texted uh, Justin Smoke. One of my one of my best friends, and I said, "How do you hit a guy throwing 102 when his slider is change up or mixing in at 89 to 92?" I'll tell you what his response was. The PG version. When we get back, we'll also, if you haven't looked at it, kind of give you a quick uh, update on the Masters tournament leaderboard, and then we'll kind of roll our way uh, towards Chris Phillips. JC's got a bunch of football stuff he needs to make sure he gets in today um, with uh, spring practice. Golly, guys, we are nine days from spring practice already being over. So before you know it, the damn season's going to be here. Uh, wow, man, crazy stuff. So Time, all that, time moves quickly, my friend, moves quickly. It sure does, man. It sure does. All that, plus Meredith and Michael to lead off hour two, and uh, Phil is going to pepper them on how you swing a golf club, is minus a minus score better than a plus score, all those type things. Coming up here on Inside the Game Cox, the show. <laughs> Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, 
all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team to set up a no-obligation consultation to talk about how he can potentially turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call. She's right here in Spartanburg, 864-414-5271 to talk about your upstate residential real estate needs. I just like the fact that Phil went with green today with the Masters teeing off. I thought it appropriate, right? Very good. Yeah, Congratulations, right. Phil. Right. We're, you're off to a good start. You know the color of the Masters, so that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm not completely ignorant. I'm just uh, inexperienced. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's, that's okay. As a matter of fact, uh, the leaderboard now has uh, gotten a little crowded. Uh, four at two under, including some of the bigger names in golf. Xander Schauffer, Victor Hovland. Where's uh, Tiger? T- Tiger is, uh, I think he's back at one over now. If I'm, that's all I care about. Yeah, His a, odds were so long. He was such a long shot. Five dollars wants me seven hundred. Yeah, he. Well, hey, Tiger, you you just you can't ever count. It. I mean, he's only three shots off the lead, but we'll just have to see how he gets around out there. Tiger, he, uh, he bogeyed number three and just part four. So, um, mm. but Tiger, you know, Tiger. You once you start get to the end of the first uh, or the front nine, and then about the first five or six holes on the back nine is where he'll score. So if he's going to score, that's where he's going to score generally. Um, but he's one over; he's three shots off. Xander Shoffley and Cameron Young, of course, from the U.S., and then Adam Scott and Victor Hovland—they're all up at uh, at two under. And then there's uh, a few of them there at one under. Not a ton under par just yet, but. Uh, JT, Justin Thomas, for those that don't know who that is, and Patrick Reed are amongst those, and pa- Patrick Cantlay as well at uh, at one under par. All right. So, We've got some Sports chat box stuff here, JB. Yeah, let's do it. And then uh, I'll, I wanted to I'll say, give, I'll give you the smoke answer after that. <laughs> yeah, happy, happy, happy. Yeah, we got to get that in. Happy, happy, happy calls is calling for a sweep. Says, book it. He's got some personal beef, though, with this because he says LSU fans will show up. But his dad's from Rain, Louisiana, or Ronier, Louisiana. I think it is uh, Rain. Yeah, it's Rain. Uh, Crowley, Abbeville, Rain, Lake Charles, Brobridge, Lafayette. Good people. They are good people. I've always liked LSU mm-hmm. fans, even though my friend that's a Georgia fan got hit in the face with a ham sandwich one time. Mustard and all. <laughs> it was awesome. Huh. Uh, but every time I've been down there, they're rowdy, you know, but, but they like to have fun. Um 
uh, and uh, they love baseball and all that, you know. And, uh, so anyway, Quantrill says baseball has been a sport where I had to go in person to appreciate it more. Yeah, I think it's good for listening to it on the radio too. To be honest, um, oh. hockey is like that. They they tell me this about hockey up here because they love hockey up here in Beef Sandwich Land. Give me a beef. Watch the hawk. They keep talking about the Hawks. I keep thinking Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I know. Blackhawks. Um, uh, they say you have to go. And I almost went one time in Nashville to see the Predators, and I didn't. So I've never been to a hockey game. So I mean, I'd have a hockey jersey with my name misspelled on it, but not a, I've never been to a game. So there no, we never go. been to a hockey what, game. What really? kind of a poser am I? I have Man. two hockey jerseys, including the infamous one, and I've never been to a game. So I, I got, I kind of, I got into it after the pandemic because hockey was the first sport to really come back, and the Blackhawks were in the playoffs, and so my buddies up here were like, "Yeah, oh my god, I freak out!" Oh. And then I'd say something stupid like, "What time is first ice?" <laughs> face off. I think it's face off or puck drop. I'm puck not sure. Yeah, face off is the face off is the Nick, Nick Cage movie. It's called the face off. The face off. They drop uh, <laughs> What's first ice? Yeah, give me a, give me an old style and a beef, and let's get the first ice. You're trying, so you're trying to fit in without doing any research, is what you're telling us. No, yeah, I, I often do that. By the way, uh, <laughs> poor Lance, he's going to the funeral home today. He wants to get this rough day yep. started. He wants to drop in to say hey to the baseball team. Give them hell tonight. Win one for the Julio. Amen, mm. Lance. Amen. Um, so. Uh, Bruin Nation wants to hear about Paige uh, Spironic. Spironic. Yeah. Spironic. Well, so does everybody on planet Earth. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. And poor, poor Craiger has a nine-hour drive back from Fort Walton today. Oh, my goodness. And Saunders says hockey having three periods shook him. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. It's it's who came up with that? It's kind of like when Robin Williams was des- describing why the Scottish uh, – uh, invented golf. Uh, we can't play it on this show because there's too many f bombs. But he's like, you know, they're like, well, so you just do this one time. He's like, no, you did eighteen times. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like okay, nah, f croquet. I'm gonna put the whole way down there. I'm gonna give you put up a little flag that'll give you hope, and then I'm gonna put a sandbox and a swimming pool right beside it. <laughs> and they're like, so you do this with a mallet. Now you do a little messed up stick. <laughs> so anyway, go check that out. But uh, yeah, that's kind of me in hockey. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it. So uh, well, I'm sure I like it. Unfortunately for hockey, they're uh, they're about tenth on the totem pole this weekend when it comes to the sports <laughs> world. Yeah, uh, nobody cares. Which how, how we? I don't even know how we got on that, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Masters number one through five na- nationally. And then, uh, you know, the start of the Major League Baseball season, of course, everybody does enjoy that. And big league games are down, like, on average, like 30 minutes because of these new rules. And I actually think that that's working. I'm not a huge fan of them because I'm a baseball purist. But uh, but that certainly uh, that certainly seems to be working for big league baseball, be able to get in and watch a game two and a half hours and get out. Yeah, as opposed yeah, to J- JC Sauce's NHL games live are the best sport. But yeah, as far as major league goes, I've noticed that because I was like, the Braves start because I get alerts on my phone for Braves and White Sox scores. It was the White Sox. They played for some reason in all their genius. They had an opening day. This is why the Sox are a little dysfunctional. They're a lot like 
Carolina has been at times. Uh, not, not now, but at times. Uh, that's why I like him. Um, so they played, they played, you know, they, they played opening day and it was packed, of course. Then I had an off day. Well, that's everyone the in the same, big leagues. They played yeah, they the same team the next mm-hmm. day. And yeah. I'm like, well, at noon. And I'm like, and plus, of course, there were like 5,000 people there, you know, because it's, you're not going to get off two days in a row. But, uh, um, anyway, I have noticed because the, their alert came up and said, we're starting. And then like, it wasn't like two, two, two hours of change later. I got the final score. I like, that was quick. So, um, anyway, that's what yeah, the big, yeah, t- the big yeah. leagues are doing that. They, it's they've been doing this for a while. It's a, it's a TV thing. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I, I don't really understand that. I mean, this is for another day, but major league baseball, major league baseball, like they keep trying to make all these changes, which is fine. You know, if you feel like if you're doing something in the best interest of the sport to improve it and grow it, I'm okay with that. You might make a decision that I don't agree with, but. I really do appreciate the fact that there are people looking out for the sport of baseball. What I don't appreciate the fact is you're doing all this with having the worst TV contracts in professional sports. I mean, it is ludicrous that you cannot watch widespread baseball every night without having just the MLB network. How on earth in the South, unless you have three different carriers, one of three different carriers, you can't watch the Braves. This is supposedly like, quote, unquote, the South team or at one point in time was America's team and you can't watch the Braves. I mean, it just doesn't Same make any the Cubs. sense. Yeah. yeah I, I, on a, sh- a channel called marquee sports. Is, yeah. yeah. Marquee yeah. sports. How about <laughs> that? And, and, uh, and then, um, well, socks are on NBC sports, Chicago, which is kind of a, in all those little, and like Bally has the Braves, they're they're going. They filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. So what I did was I I, I plopped down the hundred and forty. I'm not going to be left alone this year by the Braves <laughs> and have to like just follow it with the little man, the little graphics. You know, the bring looks like looks like RBI baseball from Nintendo, right? Uh, so I um I ended up plopping down the hundred forty down bucks. I said that's 162 games. It's less than a dollar a game. Uh, and so I can stream it from my phone or my TV uh, up here because we're yeah. we're streamers. But uh, yeah, that, it's 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 terrible, and it's not. It, 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 it to those of us like Phil and I, Braves and you, the Braves and Cubs fans that grew up that way, it, it's sad in a lot of ways. Yeah, because you, you don't, you know, you, you don't get Harry Carey in the afternoon or the Braves at seven thirty-five. Yeah, well, and and everybody can they can keep lying to themselves all they want to. Um, but, but the fact that the NBA and the NFL and the NHL have all these incredible contracts with all with network TV, network TV is not a bad thing. That's not going away. People lie to your face when they tell you that it is, it's not. And they have all these contracts and major league baseball doesn't outside of the Fox game on Saturdays a little bit, you know, as the season rolls along, which is great. But you know, they, they give you all this, well, none of the people watch it. We can't, we're losing money. And that's all that's. It's ridiculous. It's all hogwash. You can sell anything. Um, and there are ways to do it. And they just haven't been creative enough. Major League Baseball has not stood up to those people and committed themselves to it. You might lose some money up front, but you'll make it in the end. Uh, they haven't done it. And and that's Major League Baseball's fault. So, you know, they leave all these teams to negotiate for themselves and do all these little networks and all this other. It's junk. It's crap. Where's the league? You know, where's the league? Or, you know, Rob Manfred worries about all this stuff that doesn't matter. Step up and get the TV deals done, man. Like that's that's where we are. 
And if you can't get it on network TV, then you sign a freaking deal with one of these streaming services. You cut their, everybody's legs up from underneath them. You could do it. It's not hard. I mean, the damn CMA awards are going to Amazon Prime, for God's sakes. Like, you could figure it out. So, you know, like I, Apple yeah. would love Major League Baseball. It's right up their alley. Yeah, I mean, uh, and they've Apple, been dabbling those, in it, but they need more of it. Like, a la carte, you know, they, their specialty is yeah. kind of like a la carte programming music, whatever. You know, they could iTunes it, really. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really not that two, difficult. You either get the package or you pay two ninety nine a game. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what. Uh, you had, you, you had works something about 25 bucks a month, and that way you get to watch all the Yankee games. Uh, I can tell you this right now, and I know we got to go. It's Chris is coming up, and I'll get to the smoke stuff in a little bit. But um, it's not earth shattering, by the way. It's just interesting to hear it. But you had a team in Vegas. You better have a good TV deal. That's all I'll say. You can read between the lines. But you had a team in Vegas. You better freaking figure it out, big leagues, because there's going to be some people that are a little bit more invested than just watching them pitch and throw and run and catch and hit all right the, the so, las vegas yeah. athletics uh yeah, you better you better figure right it out my um, right. all right it's 11 31 we're powered by electric bikes in charleston electric bikes charleston.com and it is masters week teed up by our friends at traveling country club uh, com as well so chris is is he ready okay so yep. we'll hit a timeout and when we return uh, chris phillips with the spurs up show right here on inside the gamecocks I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at mckellarenterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline it picks off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. First, first, 
of the coo, star of the show, your rooster who was born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you went and lost a step or two. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John and his team to talk about how they can get some more sunshine into your life. Cindy Searfoss sponsors the first hour. Give her a call for your upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. And we're joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Chris, I saw you swinging some clubs earlier in the week on uh, socials, getting ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm ready to tee it up. Yeah, I'm ready to tee it up, man. Yeah, JC, JB, and Phil, appreciate you guys having me. And Phil, I saw your uh, – you got your master's green on, so you inspired me, actually. I pulled this out of the closet. You're not a master's diehard until you have your very own green jacket. Oh, look at that. Wow. Yeah. That this, is... Is my, this is my grandfather's jacket. I need to get it uh, – taken in a bit but uh yeah that's a pretty cool item i have so yeah anyways <laughs> no, I, I, i'm excited for the golf excited for the weekend keeping the fingers crossed that uh mother nature allows us to get it all in you know of course the masters could have a monday finish unfortunately for whatever reason because of the sec we can't have a sunday finish for baseball so uh hopefully again they get them all in but uh, really excited to bring, uh, chat with you guys appreciate you having me on yeah, a uh, quick update from Augusta. Cam Young is taking the lead. He's at three under through three. So has he birdied? Yeah, he has. He's birdied all three of his first holes. Uh, you see John Rom? Three holes. Do you see John Rom four putt number one? I I didn't see it, yeah. but I saw something about it. It how where, yeah. where was his approach? How close was he? He was he was on the green putting for birdie. He probably had about twenty feet and just got a little over aggressive. Probably had six foot left for par. Kind of got aggressive again, had like four feet left, and then missed that one. Oh. So, Mm-mm. hey, Augusta giveth, Augusta taketh. So, yeah. it's uh, you learn the hard way. <laughs> good, good thing for uh, John Rahm is he uh, he's good enough to overcome that. But yeah. I don't know that Tiger's good enough to overcome his start. He's now two over through five, or let's say healthy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just hurts to watch it. I it really does. I can't stand it. He's my favorite athlete of all time, and. Yeah, so I don't know about you guys. I'm in a master's pool, though. I'll get your take on the <laughs> players I have. So I've got six players, top four scores count. I got Justin Thomas, Minwoo Lee, Billy Horschel, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, and Tommy Fleetwood. So I feel pretty good about that six, honestly. Well, Thomas is already two under through three. And uh, Minwoo Lee, who uh, who was at two over at one point, he's now even through nine. So I'm feeling yeah. pretty good about my line. You said we'll you see. got Fleetwood. You got Fleetwood. I got Fleetwood as well. Yeah, and Max Homa. So I, think I got Fleetwood some... goes. Yeah, he's, he's Fleetwood's going to win one eventually. He's going to win a major yeah. at some point. He's due. So That's a we'll hell see. of a name too. Yeah, for a yeah. golfer. I think <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood. He's in, he's in yeah. that group with uh, Finau and Spieth, the final group to tee off today. So yeah, yeah them and let's we'll see there. Oh, and Rory's at one forty-eight. Mm, wow, more cows. Yeah, shoot, man, that is afternoon tee time is going to be fun. Yeah. All right, Chris. Um, so they're going to get it in tonight, no doubt. Again, the, I'm waiting on a, a, an official time, but my intel is early tomorrow, like real early, yeah. uh, to get in game two, and then they'll just Beautiful. hope and pray for game three mm-hmm. uh, if, if they can. Well, shoot, they're going to have to hope and pray for game two. What are, who are we kidding here? But um, So I was talking to Smoke this morning, mm-hmm. and I said, look, man, you know, I've seen 96. I ain't never seen 102. <laughs> I said, how do you – What? I mean, honestly, this is the PG version of this conversation. But I said, how, yeah. do you, 
how do you how do you how do you hit 102 and i i actually found his his response i've known this guy my whole life a little interesting he said because i thought he'd say hey look man work the count get him out of there as soon as you can guys who throw hard you know generally going you know they're going their pitch out's going to run up so they're going to strike out a lot of guys he said nah gear up to hit the fastball yeah because guys that throw hard like if everything's hard everything's hard so gear up to hit the fastball, and if you're a little late, you might run into the slider. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, we know baseball, so it make it does make sense. But you know, at this level, with the amount of strikeouts that South Carolina has, I find it I find that the most interesting matchup tonight, Chris. I'm expecting mm-hmm. the Gamecocks to strike out a lot, right? Um, not expecting them to walk much, which they have done a ton this year. So, you know, if you run into a couple. You run into a couple, and we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you look at Paul Skeen's arsenal, JB. I think you make a lot of great points, but, I mean, he's got a great slider, too. Like, the entire arsenal is there, but I, I agree with what Smoke's saying. I think you kind of have to just sit on the fastball, and you got to eliminate something, right? And if you're looking for anything else, I mean, you have no chance to catch up to 100, right? So, I, I definitely agree with him. You've got to look fastball and, and just try to, you know, get your bat out there as quickly as possible, but – 83 strikeouts and 44 and a third innings pitch. Man, the, the big thing is this for hitters. I, 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 you never want to go into a weekend like this. And, you know, we talk a lot about people lose to Alabama in football before they even play them because they lose the logo. They lose the history. They lose the tradition. The point being, they put them on this pedestal and make them out to be even more than they are. And it's already tough to defeat them. So a guy like Paul Skeens, right? And I know the Gamecocks hitters aren't doing that, but are doing this, but you know, you can kind of get in your own head and sort of make a guy immortal if you will when it's like he still puts his pants on the same way you do he puts his hat on the same way you do he's got to throw it over the plate right he's got to throw it over the plate you know that so um you know but we all know I mean this is going to be probably a two to one three to two type of game Will Sanders is going to have to go toe to toe with him and be masterful and and throw his best outing of the season I highly doubt we're going to see like an eight to seven even six to five type of game and but again I I would also I mean I'd say still in the fastball man and and, uh, you got some capable hitters for sure and if you connect it's going to go a really, really long way, but it's much easier said than done for sure. I mean, a hundred is just a whole different level. And the fact, you know, JB, what really stood out to me again, those 44 and a third innings pitch, 83 strikeouts, but just eight, eight. walks. Yeah. I mean, how are, he's spotting right. 99. He's spotting it. You know what I mean? So, um, I think you've definitely, you've got to pick a pitch you're sitting on. It's got to be the fastball, but, um, try to eliminate something. You know, if you can just kind of get that, get, get that slider out of your mind and just say, I'm just sitting on that fastball and I'm going to try to hit that. But, um, it's much easier said than done, man. I mean, it's it's really easy to sit here and say what the game plan should be, but I'm uh, I'm probably much more calm than those guys because I don't have to step in the box and face a hundred tonight. So you know what I mean. So um, I mean, it's going to be tough, but I think it'll be a great challenge, great test. And I mean, it's not like guys don't see ninety six, ninety seven, but it's definitely a different level when you're looking at a hundred. But uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I would say you do want to grind out at bats though and continue to show that patience, but sit on the fastball and if you get it. And get it where you like it, man. Just, you know, do what you can with it and see what happens. Yeah, and 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 to your point, too, by the way, if they do go early, really early tomorrow again, uh, we probably won't have Coach Lake around here, but we also probably need to make some programming changes uh, if they're planning to throw the first pitch around noon or something because, um, yeah, I ain't going to miss that. So, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, but I think one of the things that, that gets lost in from the – common baseball fan who's never stepped in there and seen it um 
doesn't know much about it other than what they see on TV. And I'm not like degrading anybody. I'm just, I'm just trying to have an open conversation about this. Um, if you've never seen it, you don't get it, you know, and it, it, it is so hard. It's the hardest thing to do in sports, what the Gamecock hitters are going to have to try to do tonight. But making that contact has nothing to do with swinging hard, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. not actually swinging hard. You're not going to go up there. When you hear guys like Coach Lee say, we don't get cheated. Well, that doesn't mean go up and swing with all your might. That's mm-hmm. not what it means. Like, what they're going to try to do, as you just pointed out a minute ago, get up there and get started early and just easy and quick and see yep. Because the ball's going to go. If you make contact, it's going. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that gets lost from time to time. People say, this guy's trying to hit a home run. Well, not really. Uh, you know, you can see it sometimes. That ain't going to be what they're trying to do tonight. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it this way, is that Skeens is going to provide the power. I mean, exactly. if you catch it on the barrel, it's going to go, right? Going. And, and I, you can apply this. I know it's a different sport. But, you know, since we were talking Masters and golf, and this is something I always say to myself in my golf game, Slow is smooth, smooth is fast, right? You'll hear a lot of people say that when it comes to tempo. And so swinging the bat's the same way, though. You know, maybe people don't understand if you death grip the bat and you're trying to swing as hard as you can and muscle up, your swing speed's actually going to go down, right? Like you want to have a, you know, slow, smooth, free-flowing, let the hand just flow freely and come yeah. through the zone. And, again, that's what you want to do against schemes. You want to have quick hands over anything. It's, you know, swinging with all your might is going to do nothing. Again, he's providing the power, and if you barrel it up, it's going to take care of itself. It's going to go a long way. So when you got big, strong hitters already, I mean, a guy like Gavin Cassis or Ethan Petri or Cole Messina, they don't really have to swing out of their shoes to poke one out, right, especially when a guy's supplying 100. So I agree with you, JB, just quick hands, man, finding a way to get barrel on it. Um, I mean, the big thing is just limiting strikeouts tonight. Like you mentioned, I mean, you're probably going to strike out a lot, but everybody's striking out a lot against this guy. But, I mean, if you could have single-digit strikeouts tonight, I think that'd be a great achievement and just make their defense work and put it in play. Good things will happen, right? I mean, this is a Gamecocks baseball program that I know he wasn't throwing 100, but, you know, look at how South Carolina defeated Garrett Cole way back in 2010. I mean, he was throwing gas, and there weren't a ton of hard-hit balls. There were some, but you you guys probably recall that game. A lot of times you just put it in play, put it in play, put it in play, and – Good things were happening that night. Maybe something similar could happen tonight. I mean, who saw 2010 Gamecocks beating Garrett Cole 7 to nothing? I think, the score of that game was. So, again, you know, uh, contact, uh, you know, putting together great at-bats, and then, again, a masterful performance from Will Sanders. You, you just have to have it. He's got to throw well. Or a masterful pitching performance from that entire pitching staff. you got to put it together, and maybe you can steal one tonight. And that would be huge. I mean, you talk about a, a loud win to open up the series. That would be big time. Oh, yeah, I but you just somebody just mentioned Petri. Um and I just saw uh Gamecock or JC you retweeted it, but Gamecock baseball tweeted out that D one baseball has named Ethan Petri the mid season freshman of the year nationally. This kid man, I yeah. mean, you you'd almost lose your words. I it, I'm trying to remember a freshman having He's making it time. look so easy too. Like, it doesn't look like he's overexerting or, like, the game's moving very quickly. And, you know, baseball comes for us all, right? Like, like at some point, he'll probably hit some sort of lull. But, I mean, to me, he's playing wise beyond his years. He doesn't look like a true freshman. You know what I mean? doesn't look like a freshman really at any point this season, just playing composed, relaxed, confident in his abilities, obviously very confident. And I just thought it was so interesting. I'm sure you recall this, guys, that I think it was uh, a couple weeks into the season that Mark Kingston had said that, 
you know, Petri was kind of had a slow fall in the spring was kind of just whatever. And it was like two weeks before opening day and it just, just clicked and he's been on ever since. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch, man. And you think to yourself, the great freshman seasons of guys like Grayson Griner and, and Christian Walker and Jackie Bradley Jr. And Justin Smoke and some of the all-time greats, man. I mean, Petri is, uh, is doing that and hopefully his career plays out the way those guys did, but nah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun to watch, man. It's, you, you don't want to put too much on a freshman, but. I mean, he he looks so wise beyond his years, and he's embracing the moment. And he looks like he's just having a lot of fun out there, which is what you love to see. And also, by the way, he's got a ton of talent. So you combine all that, and you, know, you get sort of the results we're seeing. Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of signaled that early in the – you know, before the start of the season and that, you know, you're not putting him in there because you have to. Nobody's in oh, no. You know, he's not taking anybody's spot because he's got to right. fill it. And, you know, the coaching staff saw it, and here we are. I mean, we're, we're getting to watch <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some fabulous play out of Petri. You, you know, there's not a sport like baseball that creates nicknames. Like, no other sport is, a, is more of a nickname <laughs> sport than baseball. Right. Do they call him Butter? He's from Lando Lakes, Florida. Like, why would you not call him Butter? <laughs> and all I know is that the Lando Lakes lady is hot. <laughs> Clip that. That's it. That just, no, just that little here, snippet. I'm sorry. She's second. Very nice looking. She she, she gets. She, oh god. She she Carefully, tops. That's Mrs. Ethan's. Mrs. That's Ethan's. That's Ethan's mom. You know, Careful. No, that was good. Mrs. Buttersworth. So, uh, by the way, uh, Marcus uh, shouts you out, Chris. He says the champ is here. Shout out my boy Chris Phillips from CSRA Aiken Stand Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm North, North Augusta, born and bred. So the CSRA is the oh, Carol- that's what Carolina, is. Savannah River area. So Aiken, Augusta, Edgefield, North Augusta. Uh, yeah, so nice. shout out to the CSRA. And this, so this is a big week, obviously, if you're from that area. And, you know, again, I grew no up in doubt. North Augusta, which is on, you know, <laughs> South Carolina, Georgia, separated by the Savannah River, North Augusta on the South Carolina side. For those who may not be familiar, I'm sure everybody tuned in is. But uh, this is always a big week, man. Masters week is huge. Everybody around that area is just buzzing and I tell people Augusta, Georgia, for 51 weeks of the year, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade here on the show, but not the greatest place in the world. But for a week out of the year, Augusta is the spot to be, man. It is electric for one week. I'll say that. It's amazing. So, yeah. I derailed it. It's solid. I just, I've known some locals that called it Disgusta, believe it or not. And that's not like one or two people. That's like a known thing. So that's I'm my not calling that. First, yeah. That's my sister-in-law's first name, and I've used that term before. I'm not saying <laughs> it in reference to her, but uh, I'm uh, just anyway. Happy that they're, well, I remember when we passed through there to go to Patrick Davis's wedding, I was like, they've made progress on the interstate. It only took them yes. 20 years. Yes. A lot of good football players in Thompson, which is right next door, mm-hmm. and, and Augusta proper – North Augusta's always put out players, and Aiken has. But uh, mm-hmm. Augusta proper, you can sometimes find guys there that are real raw but good. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it was a top talent producing uh, city, you bet Carolina would have a lot more Augusta players than they do. But yeah. every now and then you'll find a guy there, and he's a stud. He's a stud. So. I'd say North Augusta's top football players that I can recall, Reggie Merriweather played at uh, the Arch Rival, played at Clemson. C.J. Yeah. Bird played safety at Georgia, played here and there, more of a special teams guy. Uh, Matt Hazel was like a record-setting wide receiver at Coastal Carolina. He was on the team that came in in 2013, and the Gamecocks beat 70-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. But uh, they were really good that year, too, and that just showed you how good Carolina was. Um, and then we had an old lineman go to App State that was pretty good that I forgot about. But outside of Matt that, Matt Campbell from back in the day was a yeah, yes, NFL yeah, yeah. for a while. 
yeah. through North Augusta. But yeah, South Carolina hadn't always had the best of luck there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, this Daly kid is is from there and, and going to Clemson. He's from Aiken, actually. Marcus Marcus also points out to me the Lando Lakes uh, lady is not even real. Well, neither is Jessica Rabbit. So just let me have mine, okay? <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Marcus, come on, man. Don't, don't, don't do that sunshine. to JC. So, it's going to rain bad enough this week. Don't rain on my sunshine. It's a, a big moment for him. <laughs> All right. Um, kind of wrapping up, Chris, because we know you got to get rolling. But uh, what we everybody's talked about Paul Skeens. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really good thing for Will Sanders. Nobody's yep. talking about him. You know, he's had a week off. He's been in the shadows, and tonight he gets his chance. The whole country, if you're a baseball college baseball fan, if you cover the sport of college baseball, you'll be in tune with this game. The place is loaded with scouts, and it's already, and mm-hmm. it's loaded with D1 baseball, and everybody else out there has got a rep here. So everybody's going to be watching the pitch, but nobody's really talked much about him for a week. Well, I think if you're Will Sanders, you definitely look at it as a major opportunity. And, you know, I, I think the pressure is on for Will tonight, both internally and externally, you know, with or without the Paul Skeens chatter, obviously, because he had the weekend off last weekend. And, you know, the reason he got the weekend off, if you will. So, but, you know, it's that extra ounce of motivation, right? Where it's like everybody's talking about the other guy and everybody's forgetting about me. And I'm the preseason All American. I'm this, that, whatever. You know what it kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, you know what it kind of reminds me of, JB, is, you know, I keep referring back to that 2010 season, but you remember every Friday night when the other guy was the one being talked about? Nobody and talked Blake, about Cooper Blake Cooper had that chip on his shoulder, like, I'm going to go out down. there and I'm going to outduel this guy. And he yeah. did. Every single time, it felt like. So, you know, maybe for Will Sanders, you know, you always say as pitchers, like, you're not facing the other pitcher necessarily. You're facing the lineup, and it's a damn good one for LSU with Dylan Cruz and Dugas and Trey Morgan and Tommy Tanks, and the list goes – on and on, but th- that's certainly something. I mean, you keep in the back of your mind is again that that you know you're looking for sources of motivation, and there's plenty obviously tonight. But that's certainly one. It'd be really cool to watch Will Sanders kind of remind the country, like, hey, I'm I'm still here. I'm still a dude. It's taken me a little while to get going, but if you were going to have a coming out party, what a great opportunity, what a well, great night to do it in Game One of this series. They'll be talking about him after that. It's funny you say <laughs> that. Coop Coop gives me hell all the time. He's like. Everybody forgets that I won World Series. I mean, he said, I, he said, here it is 13 years later. The only guy that pitched on that team apparently was Roth. I only won 13 games. He said, damn kid didn't yeah. even throw to the World Series. I was, I'll tell you this. I was impressed with all the Yardcocks fans that uh, remembered who I was talking about when I said that Will Sanders at this point was reminding me of Sam Dyson, where I'd watch Dyson pitch and he was kind of all over the place and, but he was effective. He threw hard. He was effective. I was like, he's kind of reminding me of that right now for whatever reason. Yeah. But I'll never forget 2010, speaking of, again, the way Cooper was going toe-to-toe with aces, and it just felt like every weekend they were giving the other guy all the praise and benefit of the doubt. I was there 2010 in that game one when uh, Blake Cooper took on Drew Pomeranz with Ole Miss, and they won that game. Carolina won that game 2-1. to I think Adrian Morales or somebody had a triple in the eighth inning to put him ahead. But, you know, watching those two guys go at it, man, it's game ones in the SEC are just – I mean, they're a ton of fun for that reason, so – you know, we all love offense and all, but the pitcher inside of me, I, I'm kind of hoping for that pitcher's duel, low scoring. I'd love to just see these two guys just shove, man. And I mean, obviously, I'd love to see the Arcock score 10 runs, but you know what I mean? Just it, it's always fun to watch a great pitcher's duel and two great arms. And, you know, obviously with the Yardcocks coming out on top. So I, I think it's going to be a great night for baseball. You know, I, I did pick LSU to take two of three, assuming they get three games in. But I, I think, I think South Carolina, even if they lose two of three, I think they'll show the country this weekend they're for real. Like I, I think Carolina is going to go toe to toe with LSU. They will not be intimidated. 
I think it's going to be a great series. You, look, man, if they take two of three, if they get three, if, let's see, let's say this: if they if they get in two and they take two of two, you're going to have a very difficult time convincing a lot of people that they shouldn't be number one next week. For sure. I mean, I know that Florida's got Tennessee this weekend, mm-hmm. but. I'm just saying, you, you, nobody in the country is going to have that resume. And yep. now you took down number one. I, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Good stuff, right. man. Uh, Thanks, Chris. Hopefully you're right. Or hopefully you're wrong. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully my master's picks are right. So, boys, I appreciate yep. y'all. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the baseball. And, again, fingers crossed, Mother Nature cooperates this weekend. JC, we'll see you at 115, my friend. See you, man. Good to see yeah, you. guys. Y'all take him. Thanks, Chris. And JC, you better not be a minute late because it's Masters. I'm not. I, I get up, I uh, grab myself a, a a water, and then I sit back down and oh, is that what it spurs is? up show. Water makes you slur. I didn't realize. It maybe I don't know, man. It may be that um, <laughs> maybe I'll go think, uh, have some. I think they're going to be Florida tonight. What? Maybe I'll go grab the butter out the fridge and uh, never. They call me Butter because I'm on a roll. Lando Lakes lady. <laughs> I was watching um, Mad Men yesterday, and they were talking about the Lando Lakes girl. Like she's sitting there on the box, holding a box with a picture of her holding the box with a picture of her holding the box. <laughs> it's off into. The- <laughs> I think there's a song by somebody. It's called Holding the Box. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, it's uh, somebody I actually like. You see, it's a song called Jolene. It's uh, Jolene. Oh, oh, I know the song. Eric, you ever heard Eric Church's Jolene version of that? You go no. no, it's not the Jolene by Dolly Parton. It's a uh, male singer. Who is it? Dude, it's t- top of my tongue. Ray LaMontagne. Yeah, L- Ray LaMontagne. That's Tane, ver- yeah. Ch- Church sings that that song. Uh, to quote myself the other day, you're pooping me, right? Because I need no. to find that. Find that version and send it to me, man. Because the lyrics are good. This picture of you holding the picture of me yeah. in the pocket of my blue jeans. Send it to I, me I'd right love now. to hear Chief sing that song. Yeah. I bet his, his voice fits that too, pretty good, too, by the way. Kind of fits everything. But, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, they do have uh, a uh, – we're co-leaders now. Victor Hovland has moved to three under with uh, – with Cam Young, so I'm really excited to have Michael Manus and Meredith coming up here in just a minute, man. They're uh, they're going to be they're going to be I'm, right. I think Manus will actually just be phone today, so we'll have to navigate this accordingly. But we can do it. We can figure it out. I'm I'm kind of fired up about uh, all these people from, from nice North Augusta, from the Savannah River area, bringing up old players, man. Yeah, Prayers is Victor Johnson uh, with the App State, uh, Charlie Waters. Uh, all that good stuff. Thanks, Phil. Um, <laughs> Phil just sent me the clip uh, and all that. And, uh, BRC Gamecock says one thing he noticed is Will Sanders' BAA is essentially the same as Mahoney and Noah Hall. It needs to cut down on the walks. And when he does make a mistake, it's not getting hit but hard. Yeah, kind of like they were talking about schemes. Um, Smoke was talking about schemes. Guys that throw hard, it gets hit a long way. Uh, and I think Whittle and Stuart Lake – both have said that about Will on the show, but you, um, yeah, thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie and Phil just both hit, hit, hit me up with that. But yeah. uh, I, uh, I'll, I'm going to probably start pre-gaming around two my time for the game tonight. So about four 
y'all can expect an emotional text from me saying thank you for, for sending me that. Sing, uh, singing Jolene with Jeff. Yeah, that'll be about the time Nat gets home, too. She'll be pleasantly surprised. She's getting your time. That's can one I? our time, and you'll be on with Chris at one fifteen. So, yeah, it's not this water. Is, so, we confirmed it's yeah. not water. Yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> yeah. You're going backward, dude. I'm in front of you. I mean, I'm behind you. So that would be three three year time. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, I can't Uh, math today. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do that all the time, man. I showed up for an interview one time uh, in Eastern time, and it was like I had it wrong, and it was I was an hour later. Where were you? (laughs) Sorry. Just blame it on uh, daylight savings. Vanilli says blame it on the rain. That's right. (laughs) I got Millie Vanilli and the Lando Lake. Killing it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about golf, so I'm just like I'm just like the guy that's standing here. Ah. I go for uh, pimento cheese over barbecue and egg salad. At, uh, Bro, I'm the egg salad uh, man there. I like that. We even got like the uh, all, master's man. egg salad recipe, which is delightful. I, oh yeah, I like all three, but I'd have to go. I'm master- a pimento cheese guy, and I'm you a- can't get pimento cheese in, in Chicago. Well, I'm a big fan of the the all of, like the cheese tray where you cut them in the triangles and you don't have the crust and egg salad, pimento cheese, chicken salad, and, you don't, and they got to be on white bread. White bread, I, yeah. If it's not on white bread, you screw the whole thing up. There is no doubt, Mom, no doubt about it. I mean, I can do that literally all, every time I see something like that. I'm like, I'm going to eat them all. This is going to be Quantrell's this Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. Oh, I'm all over that. Peach, peach ice cream. Is the peach peach. Ice cream. Good yeah. peach ice cream now. Some people make crappy peach ice cream. I like it in the churn. Like, you know, you make the homemade yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Chick-fil-A makes good peach ice cream. I agree. Great peach I agree. ice cream, actually. Everything Every they do is made with love and a blessing and from the Lord. Talent, except for that weird cauliflower thing they were trying. Get, come on. Come on. That's uh, that was stupid. That was they stupid. fired the person that came up with that. I'm pretty they sure they probably did, yeah. Yeah, that's the same person that wanted to open on Sundays. It's weird. I'm always I always want Chick Fil A on Sundays, but I'm also glad they're not open on Sundays because they chose not to be. Hats off, man. So good, they don't have to. Well, we lost JB. Something happened to him. I can't hear him. Are you there, JB? Can you hear us? It's like Matt Max Headroom. I know. It's like jumpy and all that. All right. Time for a break, then. Right. It's end of the first hour. We will see y'all after the break. Coming up, Mike Manis, Meredith Taylor. And we'd already be out, but I can't find the damn button to click. There we are. Talk to y'all at the top of the hour. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer it's really good southern cuisine based out of charlotte my hometown i hope you guys go check it out go cox and go nanas are you looking to buy a new home kevin o'connell with union home mortgage is a local mortgage expert and gamecocks fan servicing north and south carolina whether you're buying a home building your dream home with new construction or turning your equity into cash uhm's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals call kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit uhm.com today union home mortgage is an equal housing lender NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 
Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manus, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody. We still cannot hear you, JB. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no, Peter. Are you there? Nope. Go towards the light, Carol Ann. <laughs> Carol Ann! He's in the TV. Oh, and he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> that's funny. And nobody's here that's supposed to be here. But that we still Not yet. No, no. We'll get him. Still are, they 15, are they 15 after, Phil? Or five um, after? I thought it was five after. Okay, JB's back. Let's see if we can't hear JB. Let's see, see as I, Here we go. Something working? Oh, no. I think it's no. your internet connection. Yeah, man. Brother. You might have to restart your computer or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Because you're blurry and... Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're grainy, blurry, and everything. You're like you're contacting us from outer space. That's right. You're, gonna ask, you're the astronaut. Hi, how are you? Uh, yeah, he does. He looks like he's broadcasting from the moon. <laughs> JB's JB's on the moon. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. JB, no, hope we get back, man. I, me and Phil, we're the novices here. Yeah, uh, that's right. Well, oh, here, hold on. I found us an expert we could talk to. Is Welcome, in. Meredith Taylor. Hello. How are you today? Are you kidding? This is my Super Bowl. I feel I know, great right? today. Yes. Well, who How should we you? be pulling for? What's that? <laughs> who should I have on my fantasy roster? <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me get a coin and flip it real quick. I, I figured um, as much. That's why I was like, you know, and that's what makes one. it so compelling this year. Is there's so many storylines? It's going to be so much fun to watch. Um, everybody's been asking me who who are you picking? Who are you picking? I'm like, I mean, the big three in golf right now: world number one, Scotty Scheffler who mm -hmm. won the Masters last year, world number two, 
Rory McIlroy, who's playing amazing right now. World number three is John Rahm, who's won already this year two or three times, right? And then you have that next tier down with like, well, not even next tier down, but Jordan Spieth, who's won at Augusta, always plays well at Augusta. He's coming in to this tournament in form. Uh, you know, Max Homa has been winning as of late and, and has very little flaws in his game. Xander's off to a great start. Justin Thomas is playing well early. I could see him uh, getting a green jacket at some point. Is it going to be this year? I don't know, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to the coverage. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let me see if I can't bring JB back. Are can you, you there, hear me JB? now? Oh, I guess. Yes, you're back. Now. Oh, we also have. Now? Michael Maness joining us as well. There he is. All oh, right. So, so now we're one big happy fan. We, we got a quintet now. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. I have no idea what happened. I, there was nothing that was done from any other time. So it's the gremlins. The you, you fed that mogwai after midnight, man. It happened to me three <laughs> minutes before the show aired. <laughs> yeah, well, the, ham, the, hamster, the hamster the got tired. So that's right. Uh, you know, we had to, we had to get it moving. So, Meredith's here. Michael Manis is here. Michael is the uh, uh, owner and proud alumni of the University of South Carolina, but owner of TravelingCountryClub.com. Of course, we talk about that every day. Uh, he will be on video tomorrow, but today uh, he can't be. But um, but we're glad to have him and glad to have Meredith. Michael has actually caddied in Augusta before Meredith has played the course. So they're going to be able to give us a little bit more insight than any of us could possibly pass along to you. And we know that so many are golf fans. But without further ado, the owner of Traveling Country Club, Michael Manus. What's up, man? He's muted. Turn oh. his mic on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can't. I, there he yeah, goes. There he is. What's, what's going on, man? How y'all doing, everybody? Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for yeah. what you do for us, uh, first and foremost. Uh, we, we're going to let you kind of fill in the gaps uh, with Traveling Country Club here in just a little bit. Um we know that uh, we know that there are some members who have come from us, and we certainly appreciate that. I am one of them. We've been calling it the coolest club in the Carolinas, so hopefully that continues to stick. But uh, let's get to Augusta real quick. You've you, before we get to the leaderboard, you've been on the course. You know it. Describe it for us. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I mean, it's such an amazing week. I've been on it kind of every. You know, facet there is from playing it in college and, and caddying in the 2010 and 2011 Masters and all that. So, I mean, you talk about a day of days. Today's, you know, with the weather this week, it's probably going to be one of the best there is, and, and that's exciting. I know there's a lot of energy around it. Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to look at the pin positions today. Usually some you can find that somewhere on the Instagram, but unfortunately I haven't had time to. But, um with the conditions and the the week we've had, I mean, I think they're going to have optimal scoring day. I saw some scores were pretty low early, so um, yeah, I thought that's going to be a fun day to watch golf. I can tell you that. Who did you caddy for in 2010 and 2011? I caddy for uh, Bill Haas. Um, I, I worked for Bill on tour for about three years, uh, kind of in between the little playing stat I was doing back then. So. Well, and just so we know what type of caddy you were, how, how where did Bill Haas finish in 2010 and 2011? Man, you're going to test you're testing my memory now. Um, so, uh, 2010, I want to say somewhere around top 30. I, I, I would say top 25. I think maybe one of those years was a top 25. So, made the cut both years. You know, one year we ended up playing with Tom Watson the final round.
Gremlins. Still back. back. Yeah, Tom Watson in the final rounds, last thing he said. So we'll, we'll pick yeah. that back up when he gets back. It's Just cell phones, man. It's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's right now, Victor Hovland and Cam Young are at, uh, at three under on top of the leaderboard. Meredith, what have you, um, obviously, you know this course well too, because you played it. What have you seen early here on Thursday? Well, number one, uh, Starting that starting hole uh, is is uh, probably one of the toughest starting holes in Masters, not only the Masters but in like major championships. So getting off to a good start there, uh, getting a par on, on number one is crucial because then you turn around to number two, everybody can make birdie there. So if you can withstand that and go one under on those first couple holes, because no, what a lot of people don't realize is four, five, and six are probably the toughest stretch on that front nine, four, five, and six. Um, I can already tell watching the coverage right now is is presenting some problems for for some of the top-tier guys. If you can survive four, five, and six at one, two under par and make the turn, uh, you got you got some scoring opportunities on the back. So that's kind of what I've seen early um, is weather that storm um, from number, number four, five, and six. So do we have Michael back? Can we hear him? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay. Here. All right. Yeah. yeah. So this is to both y'all. Meredith, I'll ask him first, and then we'll move it over to you. We know what's coming. We know weather is on the way. Um, it's going to be in, you know, later tonight in Augusta, and it'll carry us through the weekend. So how important is is today? I, I, I really don't even know how to ask this question other than, I mean, there's only 14 under par right now, very early, clearly. The tournament's only going to go on for a couple hours. But with what's coming, coming – Mike, how important is scoring in round one? I mean, I think it's very important. I think a lot of it based on tee times. You know, I think the guys uh, that are going out early today that are going to be playing late tomorrow might have a little bit of advantage. I could be wrong. You know, things can change. But it looks like it might be a little bit warmer tomorrow afternoon potentially. Um, maybe a little, Maybe it can dry out a little bit for those, I think, you know, create some better scoring potential. But, yeah, today is just kind of your day to set your number. You know, there's been multiple masters where they've, you know, gone pretty low the first day and then everything kind of idles the rest of the weekend because it's kind of a war of attrition at that point in time with weather and, and delays and stuff like that. So that's my thoughts on it with what the weather, what, what the week looks like right now. Meredith, if there is a bunch of rain, how does that, I mean, affecting you in Augusta and affecting you on the common golf course are two different things. I understand that. <laughs> right. But but when there is, when knowing what Augusta is like as much as we can know, um, what effects would the, would we see from all, all this rain? How, how would it change the play of the course? It's tough to say because I don't know how severe it's going to be. If it's just a, it sounds like it's going to be pretty painful. Um pretty tough weather conditions so I, I just I'm not sure obviously with a softer golf course it's going to play into the hands of somebody like Rory who hits it 310 on the fly you know you're not going to get a lot of rollout uh when it comes to driver um it, it's a bear of a long golf course in the first place but then you get it soft and there's not a lot of rollout that's going to favor the guys like Rory what's it like as a golfer when you get a weather delay and you're just sitting around. You're ready. You're ready to play. And what's that like? Um, we we go through it a lot. I mean, from junior golf to high school to college, you you, you deal with it. Um, 
in different, everybody's different, but it's just a <laughs> something you, it's kind of common with our sport. And so you're going in the clubhouse, relaxing, trying to get your mind off of golf and uh, kind of regroup. Sometimes it's a great thing. If you watch the Augusta National Women's Amateur, uh, there mm-hmm. was a rain delay and it really benefited uh, Rose Zhang, who ended up winning the tournament because she got off to a little bit of a rocky start. There's no timeouts in golf, right? So if you're if you're kind of spiraling, it's tough to to get yourself back into it. But that weather delay, I think, helped her kind of calm her nerves, regroup, and then go back out and uh, and eventually she won that golf tournament. So Meredith Taylor, of course, if you want golf lessons, McKellar Enterprises, where you can get them virtually as well, and they're really good. And they'll make you better because there's a lot of people that have done it and they've made them better. All right, so we'll bring back Mike. Uh, all right, so look, this, the course has changed. You know, they have some changes every year. They've they've lengthened a couple of holes. We know that. They're always going to do a couple little things here and there. But overall, Michael, they the Augusta is still Augusta. Even with changes, it's Augusta. And, and I don't think that there's a better way to describe that other than Tiger Woods, for instance. I know he's three over today. Um, he's having a tough go of it but with his health and things like that. But the one thing that you say about Tiger every year and generally about most of these other golfers, but as much as they're playing it, you know, we, they know the course, they understand it. And, and that's what gives a guy who maybe like a, or at least going into a tournament, like a guy like Tiger, who's not healthy or somebody else who just hasn't really been playing well, you go, well, they can probably get right at Augusta. And that sounds kind of strange because it's such a difficult tournament to play in. But when you know the course inside and out, that obviously is going gonna, is gonna to help you. So so tell us about the course. You've played it. You've caddied it. There's, you have different perspectives on it. Um, how, how do you learn Augusta, and how does that help you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, caddies out there now have been around tons of times so that, that that can help a lot of players but having a comfort level I mean is probably better than anybody in that field right now and I'm thinking he's not playing well today and, and we all have heard in the press conferences it could be his you know, it could be his last one and who knows with his health and all that I mean we don't know his body and see that but um <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's a place you got to get comfortable with. I mean, look, there's you hit it well, there's some scoring opportunities. You get going on the wrong side of it, and it can – I mean, it can really drain you as a player because you're always in, in out of position and trying to fight it back. But, um, yeah, they've had made some changes. They've linked it to these guys vomit now. Like, I remember growing watching them hitting fairway woods in the 13th, so I don't really feel sorry for them that they're hitting five iron. Um, <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, so it's – um. Yeah, those things. The game's changed a lot. They've made changes to Augusta and put a foot and kept the integrity of the golf course, I think. Just can't really say what I think that means to golf and, and means to Augusta National Meredith, uh, do you have a do you have a pick and do you have a dark horse pick? Oi. So before you came on, it was like, everybody's been asking me that. And I'm like, God, it's a coin flip because it's, and that's what makes it so fun is there's so many good storylines. I was saying before world number one, Scotty Scheffler, you go with the hot hand, not a bad pick. And he, he's coming off of a last year, just absolutely railing everybody in the field. Um, 
and people people forget that Rory finished second last year and he shot yep. eight under on Sunday. So don't forget about that. Um, if he didn't run into a buzzsaw that was Scotty Scheffler, he would have a green jacket on. Um, you know, my my fun tidbit I saw this morning, Jordan Spieth, who is coming into form this week. He, he's in I've, I haven't seen him this confident in a long time. Um, he's won the past two years on Easter Sunday. You remember he won at the Heritage last year on Easter yeah. Sunday? And then the year before that, he won at the Texas Open on Easter Sunday. Uh, just a fun little nugget. Wow. I, I saw that this morning. Um, and he always plays well at Augusta. John Rahm, world number three. Uh, Rory being world number two. I mean, there's so many guys that have an opportunity. It's just getting off to a great start. Just like Michael said, today's the day to get after it or you're going to get left behind, I think. You've got to get four under par, um, get on that first page of the leaderboard on day one. And this, and, and honestly, um, make as many birdies as possible today because you're going to have to withstand some tough weather. And so today's the day to, to go get go get as many birdies as possible. So you're taking speed is what you're telling me. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, right, my, head says, my head says my head says Scotty. I probably would go with Rory, but I, I mean, a bat, it's not a bad pick to go with Spieth either. Um, Justin Thomas having bones on the bag. People who don't know, Jim Mackay, his nickname is Bones. So uh, he is head, he's been on the bag for a lot of Masters champions. And like Michael said, having that as your guide on your walk around Augusta National, there's nobody better. So you cannot count out Justin Thomas. He's playing well early, I see. So um, that doesn't shock me. It, it, this could be his year. I think he's going to get a green jacket. I just don't know if it's this year. Uh, he just dropped a shot. Uh, he did bogey five. So he birdied two and three, bogeyed five. So he's one under. And I'm he's telling on the you, four, five, right and now. six. If if you could, if you could be even par at the end of the week, but on four, five, and six, that's just that'd be an incredible jump on the yeah. field. Well, one of the things we're definitely going to get more into tomorrow when we can actually see Michael is is how important having a good caddy is, not just in golf. We know it's important, but at a place like Augusta, and obviously uh, he did it twice for Bill Haas a, a couple of years or about 10 years ago or so. Um, Michael, who is your pick, and do you have a dark horse? So my pick, I can't – I haven't been on, on him – this year, but I am now. I, I just think he's better than anybody else at the moment. Is Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Um, you know, my a, a dark horse is a guy like Tom Hoagie. I think he's played really good throughout the year. Um, seems to make a lot of birdies. Um, I don't obviously don't know how he's playing today. Um, I was really pulling for Tiger. <laughs> I thought he was swinging at it pretty good. Obviously, he's gotten off to a rough start, but you never know. There's a lot of birdies to be made around there too at times. So. Yeah, I, well, Hoagie, he tees off in three minutes. Uh, so he's he's actually go. with Phil and Siwoo Kim, and, and that was going to kind of be my final thing today. It, so this is the first time ever that we've got the live golfers in the Masters. I mean, they're the same golfers we've seen every year, seen players, but they've got that live thing attached to them. And I, I did see earlier that somebody mentioned in our Nanosports chat box uh, that with Tiger and Phil, you know, things have changed, the injuries, the age, the rivalry has kind of dissipated, and that there needs to be a real rivalry back in golf. I think they have a rivalry in golf. I think it's the live golfers versus the PGA guys who who <laughs> have have said thanks but no thanks. I know that most of those guys still get along, but that I think that's a rivalry. I mean, 
don't this isn't like football, so I don't anticipate like I don't anticipate seeing anybody fighting on the course or anything this weekend. But Michael, is that you know, can you feel that when you're out there? Like this group of guys who's like, you know, they've kind of broken off, it almost seems like, and but here they are able to play in the Masters. This was a big thing last year, remember? Will the Masters let these guys play or not? Well, here they are. They're playing as live golfers. I mean, I don't know how much insight you can provide into that, but at one point in time, this was something that was thought to maybe be a fracture in the sport of golf. Yeah, I mean, since I've been out of it for a while, I can't provide a lot of insight other than what I've listened to and heard. But, you know, I mean, I think you take it, like, from what I've read about the Champions Dinner, Phil didn't say a whole lot. So I'm sure it's going to be awkward playing with a guy that doesn't really talk a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, then, you kid. you know, you got the other guys, you know, with – with DJ, I think he's still pretty good friends with, with the guys that live in South Florida, and I'm sure they talk. I mean, he said in his interviews, you know, he's just, just still playing golf. So I'm sure there'll be some parts of it. You know, they've obviously been around each other all week now, so maybe some of that's worn off. I mean, you know, who knows what the media is kind of playing up and what could happen throughout the weekend if, if some of those guys are playing well. So I think some of that's something to think about, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the one thing about the media is we always know it's controlled at Augusta. Uh, so they won't let it really get out of hand. By the way, speaking of villains in golf, Bry- Bryson DeChambeau doubled number one. So he oh is uh, t- two over through three. What do you think about that, Meredith? I mean, again, last year, let's <laughs> let's not be short-sighted here because last year this was a major conversation throughout the year. Should these guys be allowed to play in the majors? Well, they are, and they're here. And, I mean, I'm sure it's mostly cordial, and, they're all, and a lot of those guys are friends. But – there are also yeah, were guys probably, at times too saying thanks. Yeah, for I mean that it's thing. probably like like Michael said, it's probably more media driven than anything. I think those guys have been playing golf with each other a long time, and and like you said, Augusta National, <laughs> it's not going to put up with anything crazy, um, or, or you won't be invited. So it's 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 going to be very very calm. I, I wouldn't see any drama, but maybe internally, you know, the PGA guys want to want to get this get the drink green jacket over the live guys, of course. I mean, every, everybody's a competitor. That's yep. just how it is. All right, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go off the radar this week and say that Colin Morikawa wins. He was <laughs> – what did he finish last year, fourth or fifth? It was top ten. I don't, I don't recall exactly where he finished. There. Yeah, but he, well, just so y'all know, he, you remember on 18 last year when Rory hold it out of the bunker on 18 and yeah. then he was playing yep. with Colin and Colin also hold out from the bunker hold, on 18 yeah. and they just so smiled one of the and, wildest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, just so I, you I've know, been, that, yeah, go ahead. Sure. I, I've been sitting there taking notes because obviously I don't know. I text Meredith the other day. I said, hey. Give me some winners. Because uh, uh, in Illinois, sports gambling is legal. I have a the Barstool Sports app right here. And every person you guys mentioned, I sit there and I'm like, oh, I'll put $10 on this one. I got five on that one. So uh, I got these long shots here. Uh, and, and I just want to let Max Homa, Craig, Craig Max said. Homa. There you um, go. You know, and so I did. Uh, I and uh, I did. Ten dollars on Tiger the other day uh, before it started. So I think I'm you with, already I'm lost with that. Michael. I'm with Michael here. Hey, hey never count him out, man. You never count. Him. <laughs> I'm yeah. one of those uh, Tiger Woods homers. But anyway, uh, don't don't put so, any money on Kevin Nah. He already had to withdraw. So. I, my biggest bet though was on Rory because I think no matter what Mayor keeps saying, she keeps mentioning him. 
over and over and over. So I think if you had to pin her down on one pick, my guess is it's Roy. And I'm reading the tea leaves because I, you know, I like my, well my, little, my gambling budget here. I, I like to increase that. So that's, that's why I'm doing So I'm going to, I'm going to guess that that's who she thinks is going to be. And, then, well and, and, and act, act accordingly. Who did Manus give us? Who, who did he tell us? He said, keep an eye Scotty. on Scotty. I mean, you can't go Scotty. wrong with Scotty. No. And he mentioned Max Homan too. All right. Uh, before we let y'all run, Hey, Michael, um, you know, we do our best for you, obviously, with, with Traveling Country Club. It is so awesome. But tell us about it in your words and why people should be a part of the, quote, coolest club in the Carolinas. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of uh, – it's a neat thing. It's for anybody looking for membership-like qualities and but ability to play a bunch of golf courses. I mean, we, we host, you know, a lot – three tournaments throughout the year. We have Friday leagues. We have – Thursday night leagues. I mean, if you want to be part of something and meet a bunch of people that share the same love for golf, um, that's kind of my pitch is, you know, come join us and, and have fun. It, it, it truly is something different, but, you know, it's, it's a network of people that love the same thing. Um, and that's what it was built on is, is, is golf, just loving golf and going that route. So, yeah. Yeah, and you've got – we'll talk about it tomorrow too, but the uh, the tournament coming up this summer is going to be a lot of fun. You all just added Mount Mitchell Golf Club uh, in, into the mix as well. There's just so much st- good stuff going on. It's uh, If you play basically one round of golf, this sucker's paid for itself every month. I mean, it's a steal. So, yeah, TravelingCountryClub.com. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, TravelingCountryClub.com. And we'll let you run on that note, my man. Uh, tomorrow, don't be late, 12.05, okay? <laughs> There you go, Michael Manis with Traveling Country Club. I'm with you. I won't be. Thank you all. Thank you. There you go, the owner of TravelingCountryClub.com, Michael Manis. And Meredith, before we let you run, uh, for anybody that wants to improve their golf game so they can play uh, golf in the Carolinas by being a member of TravelingCountryClub.com, how can they do that? McKellarEnterprises.org. That is my website. I do virtual lessons, so I've got clients all over the southeast. I just added some clients in Arkansas and Texas, but also – in person here in South Carolina, I've had people drive down from Charlotte actually and up from Mount Pleasant to get in-person lessons, but um, I've, it's been a blast. I'm, I'm having so much fun and uh, apparently everybody's really, really enjoying it. I've got a, a lot of testimonials coming in of, you know, low rounds, career best. And so I'm having a blast. Wow. Nice. That's amazing. Man, That's we're amazing. really proud of, course, of you. Uh, we oh, rocked a year. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. More- Morikawa is going to win. Yeah, he uh, he's made three cuts. He went from 44th to 18th to 5th. He's going to win it this year. It's just a natural um, Yeah, no doubt. Okay, there you go, JC. Five grand on Morikawa. Oh, boy. Meredith. Got it. He's probably doing it right now. Oh, I got good. you, bud. Five grand. <laughs> but if you win, I get, you know, something. It's a lot more fun just listening to other people than me trying to, like, analyze, like, a football well, game. Well, and I'll give you some yeah, more on, on – I'll give you some more on Colin Morikawa. This is a second shot golf course, and Colin Morikawa is one of the best ball strikers on the PGA Tour. So that's not a bad pick at all. He's phenomenal. Make it six grand. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Hey, I got you. That's that's the stuff. That's the inside I I love. That's awesome. So it's really cool. Well, tomorrow we'll be able to go a little bit deeper into some of this as well after we see one full round of golf and 
some of the some of the tournament talking points will begin to kind of shape themselves, Meredith, as you know, um, with what's going to happen with the stars and uh, what's going to happen with the weather, of course. Yes. So we'll certainly get into that, and we'll be able to actually see Michael Manus tomorrow, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll also maybe be able to celebrate a game one victory for the Gamecocks over Let's go, boys. LSU uh, tonight at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. Meredith. Thank you, as always. We have been doing this now for... Since 2019 at Country Club of Charleston. Five years. Yeah. Well, we've been doing major stuff together. That still is the greatest week ever. So much uh, fun. There at the Women's uh, women's U.S. Open. That was, man, that was so much fun. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. You got it. Y'all have fun. Thank you, Meredith Taylor and Michael Manis, two of our partners. But we're lucky because they're also pretty good golf people. Um, and, uh, yeah. so tomorrow that I, I want him to tell some Got stories. He will. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll let Meredith give us a little bit more insight as to when she played Augusta too. And then, but also it'll be really neat to have Michael kind of tell some of the stories as he walked Bill Haas around Augusta national for a yeah. combined 144 holes. Um, tied for 26 and 10 and tied for 42nd in eleven. That's that's not too bad. No, you take that. It's pretty good, as a matter of fact. Yeah. All right, uh, it is time for a timeout. Again, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. You can get around Augusta real quick with one of those. 28 miles per hour, although they won't let you ride that on the course. So don't try it. It'll be confiscated, and you'll be thrown in prison. Uh, Electric Bikes of Charleston, they come from all over the state. Just as Meredith mentioned, they go to the Midlands to see her. They come to the Low Country to see Michelle and our friends at Electric Bikes of Charleston in Mount Pleasant. ElectricBikesCharleston.com. Get outside this spring. Spend your tax dollars wisely with our friends at Electric Bikes of Charleston. All right. Um, Still, obviously, some baseball to touch on with uh, what's happening tonight. But it's a big day on campus for Gamecock football. I'm going to shut up when we return. And, J.C., uh, the floor is yours, my friend, right here on Inside yeah, Game Yeah, some big, big time visitors. Montario, Hardesty, and Sterling Lucas met with the media today. Uh, Hardesty uh, – was asking well, about the running back situation. Doesn't seem upset about it, so uh, or worried. So that's kind of aligns with what I've been told, um, and some other stuff. So well, we can talk about that. Good. Hang tight. We'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside. All of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271. Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe, will you? And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. 
The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go game packs. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Get in touch with John and his team about how they can bring in some more sunshine into your life for the summer. And good to have Meredith and Michael on to talk some golf. I enjoy golf. I like watching golf. I like the idea of golfing. <laughs> yes. But I've just never done it. So, you know, maybe I do need to give Meredith a call when I move back, Phil, we're gonna we're gonna take it up. So get ready. Let's do it. It may take us five hours to play eighteen holes. I was about to say there is but a thing called God, play. But by God, <laughs> we're right. gonna go play. Um, one of my buddies drinks a beer per hole, and he you know he got better once he started doing that. So. I don't know about driving the cart once you get to about sixteen. Jeez, yeah. I don't mind walking. My question is, can I drink 18 beers and play golf in in, in that amount of time? And I'm like, well, it would depend on the weather. Because if it's 98 and humid and I'm sweating, yeah, I think most of it would be. I think I could get through 18. I'd I'd, I'd need an Uber, but I'd I'd get through it. But, uh, man, if it's cold and overcast, I'm out by nine. (laughs) Phil and his wife made it around Epcot drinking, around the world drinking. Okay. We did not. Yeah, I was like, a a beer a hole doesn't scare me. (laughs) I think think it's because we started in Canada at Epcot. That was the wrong call. We should have gone. Yeah, you don't start in the middle. No, you got to start in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, me and Phil will take it up eventually, JB. Just just let me get out of the frozen tundra up here. I'll I'll get it right. Meredith said she'd play with us. Yeah. I'll play play with you, but. Hey, you, you and Meredith like are gonna be way up there. You can't be like my wife, though. You know when when you when you got to keep pace of play. So when I say you just got to pick it up and drop it by mine, you got to do that. You can't just say, "Well, no, they can wait on me." That's not how it works. Got to move. Okay. Just oh, I always let people play through. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Twenty years ago, I mean, I'm the classic. Hey, play through, no problem. But uh, Nat plays, and that's actually not bad. Nat. Uh, 
I, she thinks she killed a squirrel though one time. She hit a worm burner, knocked the crap out of it. We came and knocked the squirrel right in the head, and it, she started crying. Well, there's yeah, no crying. That's, that's all. That's all part of the experience, honey. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, buddy, I, I'm definitely got. I definitely got to get back into playing. And thank you so much to Michael and Meredith both uh, for uh, helping me with my picks. That that gives me a little vested interest in yeah. watching. Uh, while I take my nap on Saturday, listening to Jim Nance call the Masters. Yeah, what a week for Nance, man. I mean, Tiger, yeah, really. the Final Four and then the Masters every year. Of course, he won't be doing that anymore. But uh, this is Roy McElroy. Big. Um, so I didn't realize, though, that how many targets are on campus today, JC? There's two major ones uh, that are here that I'll mention. Um, you never know who else may stop by, uh, but right now um, there's two uh, on campus. And let me uh, just uh, – one of them is David Sanders, uh, who is right now the number one player in the class of 2025. Um, out of Charlotte, uh, offensive tackle, stud, Um He's number one by on three. I don't know what he's in, in the composite or whatever, but 2025 uh, blows my mind, you know, as far as like, you know, looking, looking down, looking even a class ahead, but, uh, but he's there. And then you have uh, Kamari How Franklin. Is that? Cause when you go to 24 seven sports, you've got Georgia, Ohio state and Alabama, the three juggernauts of foot college football, and then South Carolina. And you see the interest level is warm for all four of those. So for the common fan, when you see that, is South Carolina legitimately in the game with these three dudes for this this guy? Yeah, yeah there's another kid like that, Dylan Stewart, out of D.C. in 2024, a D.N., same exact scenario. Uh, keep in mind, uh, and I think with Sanders, it's probably going to come down to Georgia and South Carolina, um, You know, with, and that's the 2025 kid. He's a Charlotte kid. Uh, you know, South Carolina has had a bunch of – I mean, they still have a, some O-linemen from – the Charlotte area, um, I think, or did all the Charlotte kids leave? Yeah, Jalen Nichols is still there. Uh, it's right up the road. Uh, the Gamecocks have done a great job getting in early on him. But Georgia also does a really good job in the Charlotte area picking off guys. Um, if we remember, you know, Jordan Davis obviously was a bulldog. Uh, they got a corner out of Charlotte this year. They they, they, they got a linebacker, I think, out of Charlotte. So they, they do well uh, in the Charlotte area. Um, and their success speaks for itself. Um, and so that's going to be, in, in my opinion, at this early stage, Georgia, South Carolina. Now you never know. You know, Ohio State's great. He may go to Alabama and fall in love. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, in the next two cycles, man, South Carolina's up there for some guys that have offers and are wanted by the best programs in college football. And if they can land them, man, that's great. I mean, yeah, hey, nobody thought Clemson was going to get C.J. Spiller or Sammy Watkins or, you know, they people forget they got Robert Kimdichie for a short time before he ended up at Ole Miss. Um, so it's not unheard of uh, for mm-hmm. a program that's kind of on the rise to, to land uh, elite guys. I, I think, you know, out-of-state guys, you know, with South Carolina, given the history and the fact they haven't signed many five-stars from out-of-state, it kind of always gives you pause, but uh, I think that's uh, that's the deal there. But yeah, you, uh, he's good. And, uh, go ahead. 
No, I was gonna. Well, Carolina signed a bunch of linemen in the last two classes. Do you think that's having any effect on David Sanders? Obviously, obviously they've turned things around. They're they're winning games, but knowing that he would come in and play with a bunch of, I mean, you don't want to be the only stud offensive lineman on on an offensive line. You want to play with I, other good players. I think with the way they recruit offensive linemen, they recruit groups well. They, 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 they don't sell you as come in here. We need you to start coming here. We need you guys to be part of a, a transformational group. And Lonnie Teasley, I've mentioned this before. Greg Atkins is still involved as an analyst, Sam Searby, all those guys that, that help with, with recruiting and coaching the O-line. They are a great team. They work together as a team and, and do better than anybody. Lonnie Teasley is amazing. Um, you know, as far as how he sets uh, the tone with relationships with players and and things like that. And uh, I think that, you know, if you look at the way South Carolina has been recruiting offensive linemen, you know, it makes sense for them to get David Sanders. I mean, he's in Charlotte. He's right up the road. I mean, he's elite. They're signing two elite tackles in this class. They signed some elite guys in the last class. And, you know, with offensive line, you could say they're elite right now, but they, they definitely have to develop. So don't 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 go thinking the the they call it what the Great Wall of Carolina. <laughs> don't go thinking that Carolina's gonna be like the ninety five Nebraska Cornhuskers anytime soon. Heck heck, I'll take the twenty seventeen Georgia Bulldogs right now. <laughs> um as far as quality of O line. But uh they're getting there and it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you know, real realistically when this program is at its height. Uh, and at its best, South Carolina should be competitive for every big-time player in Charlotte, no matter what, that they want. Uh, Charlotte should be, uh, and has been through the years, they've gotten some good players out of their uh, prime recruiting ground for the Gamecocks because it's closer to Columbia than it is to Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, you, you have a big contingent there. You have a large suburb of that city that is a Gamecock town where many of the better players in recent history have come from in Rock Hill. So you should be able to recruit Charlotte. And uh, I think that as the Mac Brown era at North Carolina sort of heads towards its twilight, so to speak, uh, you know, Charlotte's uh, wide open. I, I do, I do think, I do believe though kids in that area uh, aren't necessarily just saying North South Carolina kids in that area do love to go to other schools. I mean, Florida yeah, DJ Humphreys and Brandon Spikes out of the greater Charlotte area. You know, when Urban was there and then when Muschamp was there getting DJ Humphreys. Um, Florida loves getting guys from Ohio State, Notre Dame. They, they all – everybody recruits Charlotte. Uh, so it's not just a given when Mac Brown hangs it up, oh, the Gamecocks are going to start getting all these players. Clemson gets players from there, et cetera, et cetera. But if you are the Gamecocks, when your program is rolling, you, you, Charlotte should be a pretty good a pretty good pocket for you. And, you know, David Sanders is uh, – a guy that they've been building a relationship with for a long time. Now the 2024 kid on campus, Kamari and Franklin, he's an edge from Georgia uh, defensive end, a uh, tall, lean guy can rush the passer. Kind of, he's not a late emerger because it would be dumb for me to sit here and say uh, on April 6th. Uh, oh, he's late, late emerging <laughs> because there's not, that's not true because he just was a guy that the analysts weren't quite aware of. Uh, sometimes the coaches know, before the analysts know. And, and so, you, so he was unranked for a while. I think he debuted at like uh, within the top 100. Um, but big, long guy that uh, uh, can rush the passer, which is uh, something the Gamecocks need. Uh, again, South Carolina's done a really good job of building a relationship 
uh, there early. Um, and he's one of a handful of really good defensive ends that, that I think if South Carolina can pull two or three of them in this class uh, of 2024, he'll be fine. And did I say – I probably said that wrong. It's not Kamari and Franklin. It's uh, – uh, I'm an idiot. Hang on. Let me let me just let me just go through here. Is it come on? It's Cameron Fountain. My bad. Fountain. Yeah, Kamari and Franklin is from Mississippi. The Gamecocks are also yeah, yeah. in on him. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, Cameron, I was like, wait. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Cameron Fountain. Sorry, folks. God, uh, I told you I was bad with names. It's it's Tennessee, South Carolina. It's Rodney Garner versus Sterling Lucas right now. Uh, Cameron's from Booker T. Washington in Atlanta, uh, inner city Atlanta, 6'6", 237. So kind of a taller, leaner guy, built a lot like Desmond Umiazulu. And, you know, I kind of a lot of times like to look at recruiting over the course of two classes, three classes. You start thinking about it, guys. Okay, well, if you got Desmond and he ends up being a stud and you got this Cameron Fountain guy, uh, you know, all of a sudden everybody that's, you know, thought that, uh, you know, you have to have Jevin, Devin Taylor, guys built like Devin Taylor and Jadevian Clowney to be good at defensive end, which isn't always true. But let's just say uh, for poops and giggles here that uh, they get these guys, uh, there you go. There's your prototypes on the edge uh, like Carolina had during um, during that run under Spurrier and probably have more of them. But uh, you got to beat Tennessee on Cameron Fountain. Uh, he's officially visiting there June 23rd, I assume. He will uh, set an official visit to South Carolina uh, for June as well. Uh, you know, Tennessee, the, the, I think South Carolina probably has a better story to tell them as far as playing time because Tennessee got two or three really good edge players in the last two classes. And South Carolina kind of needs them. But, uh, you know, Rodney Garner in Atlanta, I don't know, man. He has a long history down there. So it's going to be a challenge for Sterling Lucas and the coaching staff to to win this one. But, Man, you're in the SEC, okay? Uh, you are uh, going to have to beat other really good programs and good recruiters on just about uh, anybody you want to sign. So uh, Gamecocks should be used to it. But, uh, yeah, he's on campus today along with David Sanders. Both are big priorities for uh, 2024 and 2025. By the way, a quick little nugget here that I that I found on David Sanders. It's so interesting to see this, JC. We've We've – uh, we've joked about this for a while, but it's still just amazing. Uh, the recruiters of record for David Sanders to Alabama are Joe Cox and Eric Wolford, of course, who were wolf. once uh, here at South Carolina. Uh, as a matter of fact, essentially that entire staff, with the exception of a couple of dudes, are at Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so much. So, yeah, yeah, Muschamp, BMAC, and Bobo at uh, Georgia, and then Joe Cox, uh, Coleman Hutzler, um, yep. Eric Wolford, and Travaris Robinson are all at Alabama. Um, I think Kyle Krantz is at Washington State or was. And then Bobby Bentley was at South Florida. Uh, and then Thomas Brown may be a head coach in the NFL before we know it. So, yeah. yeah. Seeing, well, Muschamp had some pretty good coaches <laughs> and, yeah, and, great uh, coaches. while he was here. I, I I think you could make an argument they were just in the wrong roles. I, I think yeah, if yeah. you adjusted a couple of those roles, things would have been a little different. But I don't know with all the injuries and stuff he had. And all well, that stuff. I, Who knows? and I, I always go back to, to 
you've got to understand how to recruit to South Carolina. And, you know, Shane knows exactly what that looks like. Um, when he got hired, to your point just a minute ago, JC, about the the trenches, the edge, the tackles, you know, just being good on both lines of scrimmage, that that's when it turned for for Carolina. They they became elite on both lines of scrimmages. I wouldn't, I don't know if the offensive line was as elite as the defensive line, but we know those guys were, and so that's when it all changed under Steve Spurrier, and and they took the next step. That's when it changed for Clemson. Clemson, Clemson I was about to really say, good to elite, and that all happened was beginning to happen under Shane, and when he got hired, this is one of our first talking points was. He know what it knows exactly what it looks like here, but you got to give him time to do it. And here we are, two, two, two and a, not even two and a half years later, and we're talking about in consecutive classes the top players in the nation on both lines of scrimmage. Heavily, I don't know if they'll get them all or any, but Carolina is heavily involved with those guys. Yeah. It's a line of scrimmage league. I mean, Will Muschamp said that. Everybody says that. If you don't have the guys up front. Uh, you can compete in the but but you're really going to have a ceiling uh, most of the time. Now you can assemble a really good offensive line and not necessarily land the five star guys. I mean, I, I've seen that before. That Arkansas offensive line this past year that was really good. Um, unfortunately, you know uh, what's his name got hurt and their season kind of spiraled. There weren't a guy on that line, I don't think. I think there were two four, two low four-star kids, and they were, I think they were in-state. Uh, and then that big lumberjack freaking 6'9 tackle they had, they got him out of, like, Wisconsin or someplace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Pittman, you know. So, so you don't necessarily have to have that, but, but, but you always – athletically, though, the reason these guys are rated high is that they're l- l- usually better athletes uh, than the other guys. And so if you can develop those guys – you know, you you have a better chance. Now, you don't always develop them. They don't always develop offense, offensive linemen. So much depends on, you know, God and nature and all that as to how they grow and how their bodies uh, gain weight, lose weight, good weight, bad weight. You hear that all the time. Um, I know they're not wrestlers, you know, where you have to weigh in and stuff. But, they're you know, that so much depends on that. I mean, you have so many guys that get drafted in the NFL, you know, first round that, when they came out of high school, everybody rated them as a three-star offensive guard because that's what they looked like then. Yep. Well, lo and behold, Sabrina Fair, uh, here they come back from vacationing in Paris or whatever, and they're like Greek gods. So, yep. you know, and it doesn't need – y'all didn't like my Sabrina reference, did you? Nobody mm-hmm. knows what that is. Uh, you know, uh, and, and so there we go. And, and so that position, unlike maybe any other – it just depends so much on Mother Nature and desire. There's injuries there. I mean, it's a it's a crapshoot. But man, if, but if you the key is and, and B, this is what Beamer to your point, JB is and his staff are, are, are really getting is you can never have too many because the more you get, uh, what 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 Brad Lawing always say if you, if you sign five and three of them pan out, that's good on the O line, and he's absolutely right. So if you sign 15 and you get three, you got nine, and that's a good deal. So uh, I think that's the deal there. Blind Squirrel Sports has invaded the chat box. He's our resident dog. Yeah, well, he's got some good stuff. We got to hit our final timeout, though. Oh, didn't see that. Man, it's 11.53. We'll answer those when we get back, including one of the great national days of the year right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Ooh, I'm done it. 
The days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As you all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, live from the Sinorama Columbia Studios. Enjoying your snack, JC? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Victor Hovland has shot out to a two-stroke lead here at five under through nine. He is on fire. Oh. Uh, he's birdied three of his last four. He eagled two. And uh, so he's two shots up on John Rom, whom we talked about earlier uh, with the four putt and uh, with, with Chris. But he's good enough to make a run. And you know what? When you start two over and then... Seven holes later, you are three under. That means you're on fire. Yeah. Uh, he just eagled uh, number eight. So he is at um, at uh, three under. And Tiger Woods also uh, birdied eight, pard nine. And he is two over now, uh, turning his attention to the back nine where magic has happened in the past for Tiger. So we'll see what comes of it here in the next, uh, next few holes. Excited to get off and watch that. But um, it is National Burrito Day. Anybody have a favorite burrito? I, I think my new favorite burrito is the cheesesteak burrito at the local Mexican place down the street. I, I didn't realize how good it was. I had it the other day. I fell in love. 
if you have a uh, favorite burrito, eat it today. And uh, JC, I'll let you take it home. I know Blind Squirrel's got a bunch of stuff in here that you want yeah. to make sure you squeezed in before we get out of here. Yeah, I was just uh, chewing on a, a – I cooked three ribeyes. A burrito. Cast iron skillet the other night, uh, Phil. <laughs> and I, I, I just got nice. the – I'm slicing them up like a carving station, so I, I was snacking on that. Uh, Blind Squirrel's worried about Georgia losing kids out of Georgia. I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, it was a concern of mine early just from a Georgia perspective because they were kind of going way out of state. I've, I've always kind of thought your LSUs and your Georgias need to stay in state, you know, and, and make sure they don't let kids leave. Um, but Georgia as a state has gotten so many good players now, you can't possibly take them all. And what they're doing is the Alabama plan, which is, makes sense because Kirby came from Alabama. They're just go sign the best you can at every position. And, um, you know, uh, of course, I had questions. Why are you going to California to get a tight end? Why do you go to Vegas to get a tight end? How stupid do I look? Why do you go to Arizona to get a corner? And Kylie Ring, and those guys are Bowers, Washington, the guy, the big other tight end, and then uh, Kylie Ringo, which are all studs. So how? what do I know? Uh, South Carolina is not, probably not in a position to beat Georgia on a lot of guys. They're, during the must-have era, there's some iffy, like, like, like I know that uh, Kirby – Wanted J.J. Anigbari, you know, and South Carolina got him. I know Carolina had Devontae Wyatt, and he flipped to Georgia. Um, you know, Josh Van, I think it was 50-50 with the Georgia staff. They would have taken Van, uh, but then the kid from Peach County was even with him on the board, so they just, you know, took whichever one wanted to come. Um, you said Bama got a commit from the number eight player in Georgia, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this, Bama, if a team can go in there, Bama and Clemson both, you know, Clemson still does quite well in Georgia. That's what I, what I call tier one. And by tier, I don't necessarily mean rankings, star rankings. I mean, who's after them? If Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina, all, the, all those schools are after you, that's one tier. The next tier is just a little below Georgia's offer board. You got your Florida's, Tennessee's, Auburn, South Carolina's battling there. Carolina needs to make a living in tier two uh, in the state of Georgia. So that's uh, that's the deal there. And then he asked, uh, from a Palmetto State perspective, does Georgia seem vulnerable without Todd Monken calling the dogs offense? I'll say this, no. <laughs> but I all, and I say that because a lot of respect for Mike Bobo. I mean, I think the guy's a great play caller. And then number two, um, you still can't replace Todd Monken. If that makes sense. Like, no, I don't think it's going to – I don't think Georgia's all of a sudden – Gonna get. I mean, it's not like you brought James Coley back. That was a disaster. Um, you, you got Mike Bobo sitting there, but uh, I, I also think that Todd Monken was elite the last two years calling plays. So I hope that answer mm-hmm. that answer sort of makes sense as we wrap it up here on uh, Masters Thursday. Hey, good stuff as always. Uh, certainly looking forward to tomorrow because maybe we're celebrating a game one win for South Carolina over LSU. Who knows? Find out. We will be joined again tomorrow by Meredith and Michael as we will have a lot more uh, from round one on the Masters going into the weekend. Uh, it is it will be cut day. Well, by the term it will be. By the weather, we don't know. That could not come maybe possibly until Saturday or later. It, it looks rough. Uh, so certainly looking forward to that. Um, we're also looking forward, at least temporarily, 
to having our friend Stuart Lake join us on Friday. However, again, uh, the latest intel is that they are going to try to play very early tomorrow. Very early tomorrow uh, for game two. So we'll see uh, when an official announcement uh, maybe makes its way to the public on that. But, but I can tell you that I got pretty good intel on that. And so if they can play a game two, it's more than likely going to be earlier than later tomorrow. So uh, make sure if you're not off on Good Friday, uh, you know, Call maybe, maybe tell your dog. Yeah, tell your boss it's kind of a TBD thing right now. You hurt your foot. Uh, you'll see if you can make it. Um, so we're certainly, uh, yeah. But Co-pays are cheap. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> tell them you celebrated National Burrito Day a little too much, and it's, That's right. it's, it's an explosive morning in your house. Montezuma is getting his revenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for Michael and Meredith and Chris and, of course, uh, executive producer Phil Molinax. And uh, class clown and recruiting guru, J.C. Sherbert. Lando Lakes butter lady expert. <laughs> I'm J.B. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks. The show painted garnet and black. If you need a painter, that's who you use. Buy a couple of painters. See you tomorrow. <laughs>